Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Bridgestone America is expanding their operations with a new plant in Middle Tennessee. The transportation service WeGo is making a rare expansion of their services. Plus, how did Nashville go from a small town to eventually become the Wall Street of the South? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. We're not the the wolf of Wall Street, but Nashville has had the nickname Wall Street of the South for quite a while. We're going to dig into the history of that with our Nashville nickname series that's been going on. This has been a really, really fun series. We're also going to be talking about one of uh, Nashville's largest employers expanding their services, and uh, we go is actually doing something so we're going to be talking about that it's a, it's a rare occurrence it, it is and and the, the business journal even says the word rare in there so not not our words but before we get into that if you've ever thought nashville that means you've thought brad and of course we're talking about brad reynolds you can find brad at thinkbrad.com he's a national based realtor closing in on 200 million dollars in sales he knows Nashville real estate like nobody else. If you want to learn about the housing market and just real estate and that stuff in general, he has a ton of YouTube videos on his channel, Think Brad. Or you can text or call Brad at 615-856-3270. Tell him you're thinking Nashville, and he'll tell you he's also thinking Nashville. Think Brad. So uh, give him a call or text 615-856-3270 or find out more over at thinkbrad.com. Middle Tennessee has been having job announcements everywhere. Clarksville, Murfreesboro, Warren County. It's just job announcements everywhere in Middle Tennessee, which, is a, which is a great yeah. thing to see. <laughs> uh, I think it was the Clarksville plant, one of the tire plants. I think they're hiring 1,140 people over the next five years, Ooh. which is a big deal. But speaking of tire plants, Bridgestone America has announced a new expansion in Warren County with um, uh, with 300 new jobs. Can you pull up that map of Warren County again like we did earlier? So, Because yes. I, I went to school in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is also in Warren County, and I saw somebody on Facebook who lived in Bowling Green share this, and I was like, I got to make sure that this is in Tennessee before uh, we talk about this. And I'm surprised the Business Journal didn't mention Kentucky or Tennessee specifically since they're so close uh, together, but here is Warren County, Tennessee, still uh, in that middle Tennessee uh, area, if you remember our uh, Regions of Tennessee episode uh, just a few episodes ago. If not, check our archives over at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. But yes, Warren County, Tennessee, uh, is, so Nashville-based Bridgestone, America is investing $550 million dollars to expand and modernize its manufacturing operations in Warren County, according to state and company news releases. The 850,000-square-foot expansion will create 380 new jobs at the Morrison Truck and Bus Tire Plant, increasing the facility's total headcount to more than 1,400 employees. So Bridgestone plans to start construction on the 32-year-old plant before the end of the year with a targeted completion of May 2024. That's a fast turnaround. It, it really is. <laughs> the expansion will allow Bridgestone to use advanced technologies in its tires, allow for more efficient fleet management and maintenance according 
to the release. I think it's probably because there's no there's nobody in the way in those kinds of things. In Nashville, you got a lot of roads to deal with. And yesterday's episode talked about permits. Yeah, I mean, so there's there's so many things that they probably have an advantage of for uh, for uh, doing those expansions and maintenance counties. out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bridgestone has a total employment of about fifty five thousand. And they're one of Nashville's largest employers with close to 3,000 local employees, according to Business Journal Research. And I believe it was for the Grand Prix. They released a new tire model, and they actually raced it on some of the cars, Oh, which is pretty cool. That is very, very cool. All right. Speaking of roadside, uh, according to the Nashville Business Journal, uh, WeGo, Nashville's Transit Authority, expects con- uh, construction to begin this fall on a hub in North Nashville, here's where I said they they said rare, not us, marking a rare expansion of this of the city's bus service. And that it, it is indeed, those are true words. Uh, staff at the Metropolitan Transit Authority, now known as WeGo Public Transit, have endorsed a $10.9 million bid from a pair of construction companies, according to the agenda for the authorities board the authority board's Tuesday meeting. Uh, now the transit center would bolster several key WeGo routes while also offering places for scooters, bike sharing, and ride sharing services, as well as Wi-Fi, public restroom, uh, pub, excuse me, public restrooms, and a plaza space. All right, so we have renderings from the Nashville Business Journal. This is going to be at Clarksville Pike and 26th Avenue North, if you're wondering where this location will be. Uh, so this is the first rendering, and we'll just go through these quickly. So this could really be used for a lot of TSU students, I believe. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's after we show these renderings, we'll get Greg, the Google guy, on the street. Uh, let me get him on the street right now. So they say once the center opens in the first half of 2024, residents of North North Nashville will be able to access more than twice as many jobs within a 45-minute commute than they can under the existing bus service. Uh, and that's what WeGo said in a federal grant application. Seven routes will connect at North Nashville Center more than any other place in WeGo's network except for its main WeGo Central facility. We talked yesterday about how much a WeGo uh, facility and really what they offer and how you can access tickets and indoor spaces and really what it looks like there can make a difference on uh, if you're going to be using those bus services or not. And maybe this could be one of those things that changes WeGo's image just a little bit more so that people use their services. All right, so we have Greg the Google Guy on the corner of 26th Avenue North and Clarksville Pike. And uh, I don't know exactly sure. So it's either going to be this corner of the church or it's going to be this corner because the other two corners are basically occupied. Or they're that corner. I mean, yeah, could the, be. The, there, well, there's, there's options. There's, yeah, there, there are a few options there. Um, so this is, this is pretty cool. Um, I think there, and it is, there could be, it, it is pretty close to the TSU campus. Yeah. Let's go back to those other renderings. There are a few more renderings that show off that corner, um, a little bit more. One kind of looks like a pizza slice. Uh, they said in the business journal, previous efforts to juice Nashville's mass transit network have fizzled, such as the proposed amp rapid bus line from 2014. Uh, four years later, voters rejected a $5.4 billion transit expansion by nearly two to one margin. That was a hot mess of an election right there. It was. Uh, a long-term East Bank development vision released this week by Metro features a central boulevard that would include the city's first dedicated lane for buses. We talked about that uh, a lot yesterday. So we're going to take a look 
at this uh, little slice right here. So it, this could fit into any of those corners. Probably major construction and movement of buildings for whichever one it will yeah, go into. I think this is really necessary, though, because Nashville has really lacked in like areas where you can transfer for different buses. Absolutely. And, so, um, and there, there's some stories of my old roommate. He worked at the Gaylord, and we lived eight miles away from the Gaylord, but he would have to go downtown to transfer to the Gaylord, which is just unnecessary. And it would take him three hours occasionally to get to the Gaylord uh, on bus, which at that point, like, you're getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work at 8 o'clock. Like, it's just that that's awful. So yeah. We definitely need more of these transit centers throughout Middle Tennessee and Nashville. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's talk about some local food here in Nashville. Uh, speaking of Warren County, Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, I, I, I went to a place that started there and, and uh, has expanded down to Nashville. That's Rafferty's. Uh, they are located in the Hundred Oaks area. Um, I had one of their their chef salad, which is a massive salad uh, filled with a lot of deli meats and cheeses, and it's absolutely incredible. If you've never been there, it's great kind of American uh, grill food, and it's in Hundred Oaks and usually fast it's, service. It's never too busy, yeah, but it's like just busy enough. I can't remember if that's the place the last time I went. I had that buffalo sandwich. I believe it is. I think if I remember correctly, because I always confuse them and Sportsman Grill, like what's on their menus. That's fair. Uh, Very similar. Both of them have great buffalo sandwiches, so I would, I would recommend that. There you go. All right, let's head over to Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, our goal is to make you hungry. That's that's my goal. It worked on every me every day. It worked on me already, and uh, I'm already hungry just looking at these photos. But for our tip of the day, we highly recommend you check out Jack Brown's Burger Joint. Uh, they have the Edge Hill uh, location and also the Germantown location. But I just want to highlight some of their burgers real quick. Uh, they have the the Shocker, the burger topped with fresh jalapenos, fresh habaneros. Housemade shocker sauce and two slices of pepper jack cheese. Oh my nice. gosh! Spicy, it's delicious. That is spicy. They also have the Elvis, which is burger topped with peanut butter, mayo, applewood, smoked bacon, and American cheese. That burger is that's a delicious. little bit better. <laughs> and then they have the Craig Brady uh, and the burger topped with housemade mac and cheese, American cheese, and Martin's barbecue potato chips. Oh, okay. Now that sounds really good. Their, their burgers are fantastic. The only thing is they're small. Get two of them. So, you, yeah, you would want two of them. That's expensive, but it it's $20. You dollars. will not regret it. Yeah. <laughs> you will not regret it. You won't regret one, but you'll want a second because they're so good. Make sure to visit Jack Brown's Burger out in Edge Hill Village and uh, Germantown. That is Explorers National Tip of the Day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by caffeine and our faces on a bag of caffeine. That's coffee. Uh, you can go check out blessedaycoffee.com. Use code EXPLORE20 to take 20% off of checkout. They also offer free delivery in parts of Middle Tennessee. And our faces are on a coffee bag. We're just going to throw this up real quick. So if you get this, 
uh, that will definitely wake you up in the morning. Yeah, the Nash Burrow Espresso Roast for you. Dark Roast Lovers. This is one of the most popular dark roasts uh, on their website. And then one of our favorites, the Tennessee Sunrise, is one of the best blonde roasts that you will uh, find to wake you up in uh, the morning. Uh, just like that view of the Narrows of Harpeth River mm-hmm. on the cover of this bag of coffee. It is an incredible view and an incredible roast. So those two things go together very well. Make sure that you head over to Blessed Day Coffee. Use the code XPLR20 at checkout. And free delivery for you Nashville folks. Visit blessedaycoffee.com right now. You can find them on our website, nashvilledailypodcast.com. Or visit the show notes for you show notes people. Over the uh, last month, month and a half, we have covered different nicknames of Nashville. This has been a really fun series diving into the history of Smashville, of Music City, uh, and all the other nicknames that we covered. But today we're highlighting a nickname that Nashville only had for a brief amount of time, uh, for about 30 years or so. And this nickname is now for Charlotte, North Carolina, instead of Nashville, Tennessee, But the nickname we're going to highlight today was Wall Street of the South. Uh, I'm very excited about this one because we get to uh, really dig into a prosperous time for Nashville that we we actually don't get to talk about that often. Uh, And this is the 19 uh, early 1900s, 1920s for Nashville, a very, very thriving time for this city post-Civil War Nashville. And, And anytime we get the chance to tell post-Civil War history in Nashville. It is uh, very fun. And this time it is a relation to Nashville becoming really an economic powerhouse here in the South. Yeah, so this is coming from TennesseeEncyclopedia.net. They are an incredible resources for all things history here in the state of Tennessee and in Nashville. So they go on to say, following World War I, insurance, banking, and securities dominated the economic scene with downtown's Union Street becoming known as the Wall Street of the South. Uh, So that area in particular is actually registered on the National Registry of Historic Places. Mm, Very cool. Uh, And a few of those buildings are registered uh, uh, on that list as well. In the final quarter of the century, healthcare services emerged as Nashville's largest industry, beginning in 1968 with the founding of Hospital Corporation of America. And so for a time, we were called the Wall Street of the South for about 30 years from the 1920s to basically the 1950s, maybe mid-1960s. And now I would say Nashville is known as like the hospital, like corporation of America. (laughs) Hospital of the South. (laughs) The hospitals of the South. Hospital technologies, uh, you know, all of those kinds of things. Um, And so we've got a few things to show. One, we'll kind of show where this is in context to downtown Nashville, and then we'll show a few reasons why it became the name of Wall Street of the South. Yeah, so the first thing we're going to show is this little map. This is the old financial district between 3rd, 4th, and Union and uh, Church South Street, and or Church Street. And so basically, I'm going to exit this little thing. Uh, if you're listening to this, you may know where the uh, where the Live on the Green celebration Hotel takes. Indigo. Indigo. Uh, so that is a which, great which, area. Live on the Green, they are prepping for it right now. Oh, yeah. We'll be it talking is, about that soon. Yeah, it is in uh, f- uh, full swing for, for building that that lookout right now. So it, this whole little square area, so from Union Street to Church Street, 4th Avenue, and 3rd Avenue, this is what the financial district is or the Wall Street of the South. 
and you have an area called Banker's Alley right there. That's a really interesting alleyway, which we'll talk about here in a second. It happens to be connected to Printer's Alley also, which is Uh, very interesting. But the bankers back in the day for transporting gold for the Federal Reserve, the Atlanta branch of the Federal Reserve that was found in downtown Nashville, uh, they would transport gold using that alleyway. So there's just a lot of unique history there. Uh, but we, we're going to start off reading some of this. The Nashville Bank and Trust Company, 315 Union Street, built in 1925 through 1926 and designed by the local for- firm Amos and Clark. Uh, and then you just you have all of these different banks that were built in the 1920s. And so this just goes on to tell you all of the banks. But we're going to show photos because uh, you, photos you, are you, fun. You don't want to hear just about the architecture. <laughs> you you want to see the photos. But first, we have Greg the Google guy on the street. Uh, near Bankers Alley, near or near the financial district of downtown. So he's got some gold in his pocket. He's feeling lucky, and he is out in this area. Uh, I mean, we are honestly, we're truly lucky to still have these buildings with us today. Yes. So uh, this building that he's directly next to, this is the old Nashville Federal Reserve. So you can see 1898. Uh, so the Federal Reserve. Then you have the uh, Stallman building. This used to be a bank, and now it's a residential. And then you also have this building here. So this is a great example of what the financial district would have looked like uh, in the 1930s. The only thing is they wouldn't have trucks like this. No, 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 of course not. But let's stay on here. Let's look at the architecture uh, of this. This is We have a lot of what they're saying, classical revival uh, architecture and neoclassical architecture here in these buildings uh and and so it's very cool to see all of these things kind of come together in one small little area and uh and i'm i'm glad that these buildings are here to stay yeah so these buildings are here to stay some of them are here to stay there's a person (laughs) who bought this building in 2018 and he was planning on adding on to it if that happened it would take it away from the list of national registered uh, places in downtown nashville so there's a lot of interesting things, but we need to show some of the photos of these places. Uh, this is the photo that we're going to show is for fourth and first national bank uh, or the Nashville trust company. So uh, I believe this is on the corner of fourth Avenue. That is correct. I believe Union this Street. is Luke Bryan's bar right yep. now. Yep. At least the bottom or at the, least, the uh, bottom at least a couple of the floors are. I don't think all the floors <laughs> exist any longer. Maybe. Uh, who knows now? Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is pretty cool to, to see as well in kind of its older state. Uh, so I'd I like seeing that photo. Let me, uh, see if there's any other photos in that little thing. Yeah. That dollar bill is interesting. This is, this is, uh, fourth and first national bank, Nashville, $20. Were they able to customize their money? <laughs> I guess so. Anybody who has a, uh, a knowledge of currency, yeah, let us know. Yeah, this let us know a little bit more I've about that. I've never seen that twenty dollars before. Yeah, because that is is very interesting. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the areas and the different buildings that were in this area. Yeah, so you had the Citizens and Savings Bank and Trust, and I believe uh, I can't remember the exact corner this is at, uh, but the Citizens and Savings Bank and Trust Company is the oldest continuously operated African American bank in the United States formerly known as the One Cent Savings Bank and Trust Company, and organized for the uplift of the African Americans. It opened January 6th of 1904. All right. And uh, the Nashville Library, uh, Nashville Public Library, has a lot of archives 
for these buildings. The first one we're going to look at is uh, where Hotel Indigo currently resides, or uh, Country Countryman Suites, so whatever it is now. It's, it's yeah, changed it names, is. and can't exactly remember what it is, but you might still know it as Hotel Indigo today. So was this is this uh, the American Trust yes. or National Trust Company? This is the American Trust Company. Um, this is on the corner of Third Avenue and Union Street, um, and this is taken. This this photograph was taken from the window of a building across the street, uh, and this is architect Henry C. Hibbs uh, for the uh, his design of an addition of ten stories to the top and fifteen stories to the west of the original five story structure and i believe this was this picture was taken in 1925 that's amazing i i wish that view still existed yes yeah. <laughs> that, that would be absolutely incredible because that would have been right in that kind of uh, uh courthouse uh lawn area where yep. that photo was taken all right so this next one is the nashville trust building and we actually have a good archive of photos from the nashville public library in their archive division uh, so this is the building that is under construction here, and we'll just scroll through these photos quickly. Yeah, so the Nashville Trust, according to the uh, public library, originally opened as the Central National Bank and was later known as the Nashville City Bank and Trust. The 14-story skyscraper located at 315 Union Street was designed by that group you mentioned earlier, Asmus and Clark Architects, in 1995, Hastings Architecture Associates. Uh, you may know them for everything that they're doing now. They renovated the building as the Nashville headquarters of Regions Bank. Uh, in the next decade, developers converted both the adjacent uh, American Trust building, which is at 235 Third Avenue North, and this structure into a residential center. Uh, I believe it's the Stallman. Uh, the Stallman's next to it. It's I believe it's the building next to the Stallman. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, so several of the photographs that you've seen here, they also depict construction of the American Trust building uh, with its 11th floor design uh, addition designed by Henry C. Hibbs. That was the same guy as the, the last one for the uh, Indigo. The two competing banks strive to build the tallest skyscraper, which is very interesting. It explains the add-ons there. Um, the Foster and Creighton Construction Contracting Firm uh, was founded in 1885 by Wilbur Foster and Robert T. Creighton who had uh, both served as city, the city engineer of Nashville. So this is a pretty cool part to see. It, it is interesting to learn about the additions because uh, a lot of times you would think that, you know, that's just how it was built, but they were competing to, <laughs> to be the largest uh, skyscraper and uh, probably the largest bank at the time. Let's uh, go ahead and throw that photo up one more time. I just want to point this out. So in the right-hand corner of the photo, it says 61525. This photo is almost 100 years old, which is that, remarkable. That is pretty uh, incredible. Just that we, we've been able to like track history from that far back. Yeah, so let's talk about the Federal Reserve Building um, because we're in kind of that same time period. According to uh, historicnashvilleinc.org, the Nashville branch, and we'll throw the photo of this building, you may remember it from uh, Greg's uh, perspective a little bit earlier, uh, but the Nashville branch of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta um, was completed and dedicated in December of 1922 and is both architecturally and historically significant. The building was designed by architect 10 T.E.N., um, 
Eick, E-Y-C-K. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Uh, so 10 Eick Brown and Martin Holman. And is one of Nashville's best examples of this neoclassic style, which I mentioned earlier. The building was a response to the city's growth as a financial center. It's located in the city's, quote, Wall Street area. The Federal Reserve occupied the building until 1958 when it moved to a new building on 8th Avenue North. It was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1984 and was sold in 2018 to Bill Miller, a Nashville-based entrepreneur and owner of the Johnny Cash Museum. And House of Cards and Patsy Cline Museum and some other things. All right, so we may have been confused about the residential building, but this is a great example of the uh, residential building. Uh, This is the, is it Stallman? I believe so. I believe that that is the Stallman. That is correct. So this building is absolutely incredible. You can see the beautiful architecture on the right hand side of this. And now this is a residential building found in downtown Nashville. So it has a great history. It was a bank. Uh, a trust, and then a residential building. Could you imagine the lobby of that thing? It's probably beautiful. It's probably beautiful. I have no idea what it actually looks like. I don't think I've been let's, in Let's building. go to their website and see if they have like a photo of their lobby because uh, that would be very interesting. Um, but, yeah, so this is, you know, like Stuart said, Nashville is no longer considered the Wall Street of the South, but uh, it is no coincidence uh, that Nashville uh, in its – in really Nashville had a, a major prime – post-Civil War, uh, which if you look back in archived photos of a Nashville in the early 1900s, the streets of Broadway and near the Tennessee State Capitol and and all these, these areas of downtown are just absolutely flooded with people constantly. Uh, and it's a really incredible sight to see. And so you, you really have a thriving city that, uh, that really came into, I, I would say, pretty good prominence post-Civil War. Um, and into the um, kind of early 1900s, probably through uh, through through the World Wars, and that's when uh, really that escalation of, of prosperity slowed down for Nashville. Uh, they have this lobby photo. I think this is probably the only lobby photo that I can find on their website. So that's that, still really cool. That looks pretty nice. <laughs> Got some uh, nice walls there. Yeah, you have nice walls. <laughs> uh there's the that's the elevator this one's really cool this is the old bank vault i Ooh, wonder if that's put, really cool i wonder if they put an apartment in there that would be amazing. that would be uh fifteen hundred dollars a month yeah just for <laughs> a little bed yeah so Stuart, we've talked a lot about the the buildings any more that you want to add on the kind of the history of nashville really during that time uh, so it's just it's a really interesting uh, era of Nashville because Nashville was right after the Civil War had a very big boom. But what what's really interesting is Nashville became the uh, Wall Street of the South, but Prohibition was in full effect during that time when all yeah. these buildings came a- available, and there was a lot of illegal activity happening throughout the city of Nashville with. Uh, the sheriff and all of these things literally allowing alcohol sales to still happen in Nashville. Uh, we're going to cover the Prohibition series pretty deep probably soon. Uh, but it's just it's fascinating that you have this prestige of the universities and of these banks, but you still had Prohibition happening here. It's just it's so much deep history to cover uh, during that time period. The whiskey will always flow here it in does. Tennessee. It does. And the moonshine. Uh, Nashville, this is uh, this is a nice little saying. Nashville is a drinking city for music problem. 
Yes, and uh, th then it was probably a banking problem or a publishing problem or something <laughs> like that. In the, in the lines. Yeah, that. one of those uh, one of those old sayings or a reading problem with uh, the universities that were here. But let us know uh, if you learned anything from Wall Street of the South episode today. See you tomorrow. for listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com and to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production, copyright 2022.